Ladies and gentlemen, it's WNBA Nation. It's a preview episode. We're covering two teams tonight. I'm your host, Logan Jones, and with me is Jason Snow. Jason, you ready to talk some ball? I am ready. I Coming off that draft high, I'm so excited for this season. Um, all the news that's starting to come out about training camp rosters and all this stuff. I mean, we just got so much to talk about. I'm stoked. It, it's going to be a fun couple weeks leading up into the season. Yeah, man, we're going to talk some basketball tonight. And uh, the genesis of these uh, these talks and the upcoming episodes that are going to be labeled team previews is uh, this is the time of year where a lot of people are getting into the WNBA. Uh, and they're going to want to know who the key players are, who the key storylines are, uh, what you should pay attention to. And and more often than not, uh, this is a question we get all the time on Twitter and our Twitch stream and uh, just everywhere that we're found is, People want to get into the WNBA, but they don't know who to be a fan of. Like, they don't know how to pick a team. And hopefully these discussions will kind of enlighten people as to what team is a good fit for them. So we're going to talk about those two teams I mentioned today. Uh, I've got some notes written down. I've got Jason with me who's going to give me his thoughts. And we're going to move through this pretty quick to give you a good look at why you should be a fan of the New York Liberty. We're going to start with New York. Uh, and that is because they finished... In last place last year, so they get the honor of being this year's first team preview. Uh, if this becomes a, an annual tradition, that'll probably be a consistent thing uh, that we do. So this isn't the spot you want to be in, but uh, the Liberty, they, they, they've been active, man. Uh, they made use of three first-round picks last year. Uh, I'm going to give you kind of the, the lead-up to where we're at this year by kind of recapping their, their 2020 for you. Uh, they, they picked three times in the first round and two times in the second round. Uh, and that was the draft headlined by one of the most prized number one overall picks in recent memory, Sabrina Ionescu. Uh, she's the stud out of Oregon. If you haven't heard of her, she was, uh, the one that was like beating team USA with her ducks. Uh, she was already like a Nike athlete well before like leaving college. I'm not sure how that worked out legally, but she made it happen. Um, Sabrina is legit. Uh, and alongside Megan Walker and Jasmine Jones, other draft picks uh, from the 2020 class, the Sabrina pick kind of marked uh, the start of a wholesale rebuild for the Liberty. Uh, and not just a rebuild like a normal team would rebuild, but like almost an expansion team level rebuild. They went into the 2020 season with seven rookies on their opening night roster. Coach Walt Hopkins rolled out this lineup of rookies and said, we're starting from scratch. Let's see what we have. This isn't kind of as important as those things, but they also traded away uh, former league MVP Tina Charles and adopted a new logo and a new brand identity before that season. So it was just a complete, we're the new Liberty. Sabrina's like our number one, like, let's go. We're we're basically starting this franchise over. Uh, unfortunately, the 2020 bubble season began with Sabrina spraining her ankle in a major way, just three games in. Uh, so all those plans were kind of put to rest uh, throughout the bubble. Uh, Liberty did not look like a good team. And they ended the season in last place at 2-20. and 20. Uh, Before I get into departures and acquisitions, I want to get Jason's take in here just a little bit. What what was your uh, impression of the, the Liberty's rebuilding plan last year? Do you like that they went all in on a complete rebuild and, and had all these rookies? 
or uh, what, what's what's your take on that? They're trying to get through it in a hurry, I imagine, but it uh, certainly the early results are are uh, pretty scary. Yeah, I think that to be fair, I don't think that what they're trying to do can be judged in a season. Hopefully, the the management and the coaching were all aware of the fact that when you do that, when you just basically scrap the old system and, and completely rebuild it. It's usually a three-year period. It's it, There's a transitioning that happens, and then you build your transition around a generational player like Unescu, and then she's out for the season. I, I think that the result is somewhat expected, where you, you're basically playing a bunch of rookies who are built around a centerpiece that's not even there anymore. So I'm not surprised at how the season finished for New York. I think the question is, is do they have the do they have the fortitude, the guts to ride this out until you've got a few years under everyone's belts and you've built this cohesive unit or do they fracture, start looking for veteran stuff and build a decent team. I mean, they could build a decent team by doing some trades and stuff like that. But I think that if they've bought into this idea of the complete rebuild, I think they've got to wait a couple more years and, and really keep pushing on that, that thread. So um, it's hard for me to give a definitive judgment of last year. Obviously it was, it was a rough year for them. But I don't know that it means that the plan didn't work. I, I think it's just one of those things you got to understand that the first year of the rebuild is supposed to hurt and supposed to 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 struggle a little bit. Yeah, hurt it did. Uh, especially you know, Sabrina kind of went down. She was the headliner of a class of a ton of rookies. We were all really excited to see, and she was the first injury of a string of rookie injuries. So we didn't really get to see what they could bring to the table. But Jason, the reinforcements are coming. Uh, the off season for the Liberty was one of the biggest off seasons, honestly, in the league. Uh, not only do they get Sabrina and Leisha Clarendon returning, uh, you could even kind of consider Sabrina uh, an acquisition because you didn't really get much for last year. But mm-hmm. you get 2020's most improved player, Benjina Laney, at wing. She's probably going to be starting there. Uh, she was one of the, the revelations of the bubble season. Absolutely earned her multi-year contract there in New York. Uh, they also pick up Sammy Whitcomb, who's a favorite of ours. She's been in the league a couple years now. Uh, they get draft picks Dee Dee Richards and Michaela Onionware from the draft last week. We're excited about both of them. They had good tournaments. And most of all, 2019's first-team All-WNBA player and Defensive Player of the Year, Natasha Howard, signed a multi-year deal near the max contract level with the New York Liberty. This is a three-time WNBA champion. She's finished in the top five in MVP voting. She's been winning championships in Seattle the last couple of years. Jason, what's Natasha Howard going to do for this Liberty team? Tell me about that Sabrina and Natasha pick and roll we're going to see this season. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll, that'll be lethal for sure. It's huge when you have a team like that to have somebody that knows how to play like a champion. And obviously, Unescu knew how to play like a champion in college, and a lot of these players have great experiences like that, but winning in the W is at another level. And Natasha Howard has a championship resume, fantastic player. If you're new to the league, um, extremely dominant in the way that, that she plays having that presence, especially when things start to get rough, because if you get people who aren't used to winning in the league and all of a sudden the other team goes on a 12 point run, you're down eight, like things can start falling apart and having that stability there, I think is going to be huge and really help balance out this team. Uh, I think another key to that is actually going to be Sammy Whitcomb, um, a very steady presence, I think for the team and it to help them kind of level out 
those rookie emotions that you sometimes get in the, the swings. So I think those two in particular are huge gets. Um, obviously Natasha Howard is, is a huge get no matter what. Um, easy, easy, the best move they made this offseason. Yeah. I, I think, uh, with the exception of, of a former MVP that headed to Chicago, Natasha Howard might be the mm-hmm. best move of the offseason. And absolutely fits yeah. what Coach Walt wants to do with the Liberty. I mean, I think the pick and roll game with Sabrina is going to be like if if you're if you're one of those people listening to this episode and you're like, tell me why I should be a Liberty fan. I'm new to the league. I don't really know who the major players are. Sabrina and Natasha, man, like Howard has been in Seattle on a stacked roster for the last couple of years. Yeah, um, she's. She's been a great role player in 2018. She stepped up when uh, Bree Stewart tore her Achilles in 2019 into like a premier, like star of the league, all star level player. And then kind of had to take a, a backseat again in 2020 when Bree Stewart returned to her usual dominance. And I think she's the Howard is going to be looking to establish herself in the in the Liberty uniform as like, no, I'm an all star in this league. You know, yeah. even even on a team that last year did nothing, I think Natasha Howard brings tons of stuff on the offensive and defensive ends, uh, and really lifts the the ceiling for this team quite a bit. That's the game that I want to play with you right now, Jason. We're going to do this for every team uh, as we as we move through these team previews. We can kind of skip the floor portion of the floor or ceiling uh, because we know <laughs> that the floor is zero. I mean, the floor is yeah. the basement. Uh, where, where they finished last year at two and 20. But tell me what you think about the ceiling for this Liberty team, because to me, it could get really interesting. I think if everything goes, uh, I think if everything goes their way, some, some things could happen. So I want your thoughts on this team ceiling. Oh, are you looking for like wins losses? Or are you looking for like our end of the year rank? You can do wins losses. Mostly what I want to know, I think for the Liberty is can this team make the playoffs? Is there is there a five percent chance the Liberty make the playoffs this year with this team? Oh yeah, it's it's definitely not out of statistical probability. I I think that this team has the ability to make the playoffs. I think they also have the ability not to. A lot of it's going to come to how pieces fit together. Uh, you mentioned the the Howard UNESCO kind of those two playing off each other. If they get to know each other and they function well as a unit, uh, that that'll be really. Uh, just points after points after points. That said, I think their ceiling is about the middle of the league. So I think they could crack up into that six, maybe number five range, but that'd be them playing at their best. I don't think that this is a team that's going to be uh, taking a run against Seattle, Washington, um, Las Vegas. So I, I don't see them even at their best at that point, but I do think that they could crack into that kind of mid range that maybe five through eight. But that would be based off them playing their best. Like I said, if, if things don't click or if it takes a while for things to start clicking, this could easily be a, a team on the outside looking in. So yeah. my ceiling for them is about midpoint in the league. Yeah, I think that's fair. Midpoint in the league basically means you're hovering around 500, which I think is the ceiling mm-hmm. for this team. If they finish, you know, 16 and 16, I, I forget how many games are going to be in the regular season this year because the bubble screwed me up. But, you know, I, I would think it would be a crazy success for the Liberty to even be close to 500 after finishing two and 20 in the bubble. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think that ceiling is there. I, I think if I play that game in my mind and I say, if there's even a small percent chance that they make the playoffs, like, could you say that that's their ceiling? And I think so. I mean, there were two teams that made the playoffs in the bubble last year that weren't 
500 teams. They were two and four games behind. Uh, if that happens again this year, they could easily be in that seven or eight seed. I don't expect them to do mm-hmm. anything there. I don't think they have the experience yet to to be any sort of a threat to a real good team. But um, the the acquisitions they made could easily put them head and shoulders above the other kind of bottom feeders from last year. And, uh, you know, they... I still worry that they might be like one injury away from being right back to another like punting mm-hmm. type of year. Um, but I'm not going to include any sort of injury worry into a prediction. So um, I I was going to set the over under for this. I'm not looking at Vegas odds or anything like that. Um, but just in my mind, I was going to set the over under for this team. I don't know. Nine and a half wins. That's a pretty good increase over uh like if you jump from two to <laughs> ten wins, that's pretty good. Although I know there's gonna be a lot more games played this season. Um yeah. but I don't know. Is that is that a doable? Are they gonna climb into threatening for that eight seed? Is it are you willing to put your name on a prediction saying that they could threaten for the eight seed? I I generally agree with the take that you just kind of gave and and you're right playing the the injury game is more like a uh, gambling than it is uh actual sports prediction cuz you just never know where those injuries are going to fall. That being said, I really do think that what they've got there is fragile and it takes one piece. It takes Howard being out, it takes Ionescu being out, it takes you know the coaching being just a little bit off. It takes some of these rookies not really getting their their sea legs under them yet. Like there just one thing has to go wrong and I see them dropping it. So if, if there were money on the line, I'd probably take your under on that, but that doesn't mean they can't achieve more. It's just, I, I think it's more likely they fall under than over. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we're probably in agreement then I'm going to, I'm going to do something dangerous here, Jason. I'm going to attempt some math, <laughs> um, but there are, right. there are going to be, there are scheduled to be 32 games for every team in this season. Uh, Last year, the the last team to slip into the playoffs was the Mystics uh, with a 409 winning record. That's uh, that's just over 13 wins in this season. Um, so if if we what I'm what I'm getting at is how many games do you need to win to make the playoffs according to what happened last year? Um, do I see the Liberty winning 13 games this year? In a best case scenario, yeah, I could see him do it. Would I bet on it? Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to bet for them to finish it around 10 and, yeah. and, and that they should feel pretty good about that. Um, I'm sure they're going to want more, but that's about where I have the Liberty finishing. Um, just yeah. to cap off this discussion, uh, Jason, we, we, I mean, I guess the last few minutes might not have been the most encouraging for prospective Liberty fans, but are there reasons you can think of to be a fan of this team? If you were selecting a WNBA team for the future. Absolutely. So I, I was, I'm glad you, you made this transition because I was going to try to make a similar transition myself if it, it didn't come up naturally. But I 100% think that this would be a fun team to be a fan of. And there's a few reasons why. The next few seasons, I think, are going to be growing seasons. Like we talked about, in all reality, we're predicting them to go kind of in that just out, you know, that 9-10 spot is where I'd have them if I was predicting how the season's going to go. But I, I, I see that increasing. They've got a new coach over the last few years. They've got a new star player who, um, if they're smart and play their cards right, if you keep UNESCO around, give her a max contract once, once that's available. Like, I think that's the type of player who 10 years down the road, we're going to be thinking like, she's still going at it. You know, she's still an all star. You know, the, we've got people in the league right now, like Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi that we look back and we're like, wow, this has been such a fun run to watch. I think that this is the type of team you can follow for a long time. 
And then on the flip side of that, this is a team with a ton of history. If you want to get into the league and really enjoy the history of your team and the tradition behind your team, there's not a team in the league with more history and tradition than the New York Liberty. So it's a fun franchise. There's a lot of tradition to it, which I know New York loves teams with tradition. So um, if you have any connections to that city or if you just enjoy that aspect of sports, um, I think that there's a lot to be excited about with this team. It might not all come to fruition this year, but over the next several years, I think you'll have a lot of fun being a Liberty fan. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, they rolled out new uniforms. People were really excited about them. Uh, when Sabrina was drafted, her uniform sold out that day. Um, everybody's really excited to have her there back and healthy. The coward's going to bring a lot of excitement for years to come. They really have, as young as they are, they have their identity of who they want to be locked up for the next four seasons. You know, Sabrina's going to be there. Um, they, they went out and got, uh, Sammy Whitcomb, a couple other nice pieces, and then they got Laney and, uh, and Howard locked down for multi-year contracts. So, they knew who they want to be, and they have players that have played at a high level as youngsters overseas, and now it's just time for them to do it in New York. Uh, we'll finish this portion of the preview for the New York Liberty with a Liberty stat. Uh, unfortunately, it's not the most encouraging, uh, but it does kind of uh, make them lovable in my eyes in, in ways that other New York teams aren't necessarily. Uh, they have the most finals appearances without a title. In league history. They have been to four WNBA finals. They have not won any. Three of which, if you've listened to our WNBA history episodes, were against the Houston Comets in the prime of the late 90s Houston Comets era. Um, so three, three times in four years, they were, uh, they were the Buffalo Bills, uh, you know, being really good, not quite getting it done. So, um, that to me, uh, that that isn't a reason not to be a fan. To me, that tells me like the Liberty have a bright future ahead, and they had, as you said, a history that is kind of inspiring them to finally go and get one. So that's the New York Liberty. Any other thoughts on New York? The surf green, great look, equality jersey. I I will say the surf green has to be the best color in the WNBA. Um, at some point, we may end up doing that as a bracket in the future, but I love it. I'm I'm still warming up to the copper as a secondary, which seems to be what they're rolling out with these new unis. But um, it's a great look. I mean, if you want a good hat, Liberty hat, a, a, a New York Liberty hat is a top tier hat in the league. So um, some some great merch there, too. If, if you want to get in the league, and if you want to look fresh, uh, you, you can't do better than surf green. Yeah, honestly, I, I don't even know if there's a debate. I think those look great. All right, Jason, thanks for discussing uh, the New York Liberty's prospects with me today. The 2021 season is just around the corner. It's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, any plugs you want to include right at the end here, Jason? Yeah, I'll give us the rundown. Uh, if you're new to the show, go ahead and subscribe on whatever podcast service you are currently listening to us on. If you happen to be on Apple iTunes or uh, Apple Podcasts is what it's called now. Uh, if you have a moment, we'd appreciate a rate and a review. Five stars is always appreciated. Uh, and that helps the algorithm put us towards the top of people's search results. Uh, also, if you want some merch from the show, you can check us out at store in or WNBA nation And if you want to check us out and follow us on social media, you can get up to the date, up to date, uh, stuff there. Um, one of our hosts, Kyle really runs that pretty well and there's constantly go- stuff going out. So if you want to stay up to date on what's going on in the league, check out our Twitter at WNBA nation pod. 
Uh, and other than that, um, you can also join us over on Twitch. We have started recording all of our episodes live. We appreciate those of you who are watching us now. And uh, we invite the rest of you to come join. That's twitch.tv slash WNBA Nation. Um, set the notification so it'll email you or message you whenever we go live. And uh, yeah, you can you can watch the show as it's recorded and get a lot of fun behind the scenes stuff that, that not a lot of people get to see if they're not joining us on Twitch. That's it. I mean, that's those are the plugs. That's today's show. New York Liberty, Walt Hopkins, Tasha Howard, Sabrina. Uh, we will be coming at you very quickly with uh, more team previews. Uh, so keep close to your feed. Be watching the podcast downloads. And uh, Jason, uh, thanks for joining me on this episode. I'm Logan Jones. I'm Jason Snow. And we got you next time.